0: Hello and welcome back to Come and Talk to Me, our podcast about Princess girls. I am Peabody Freak, or Kerry, uh, one of your hosts, and I'm here with my co-host. Do you want to introduce yourself? Go on.
1: I'm Vicky mom, also known as Deborah. Hi. How are you this fine winter's eve? Oh, not bad, not bad. Here we are in New York where it's rainy and mild,
0: Mm. not a
1: snowdrop to be seen.
0: No, it's, uh, it's supposed to be Christmas. So it's nearly New Year's Eve when we're recording this. And um, we haven't got a snowdrop, snowflake, nothing either. This is England I'm recording from. So as you can expect, it's just grey and raining. Wonderful. But um, we've had a fun day instead uh, inside interviewing people. Um, our first interview outside of our small circle. Could you call it a circle, which is technically a line between me and you? Uh, We interviewed our our first person outside of that today, and it was fabulous. So you're going to hear that in a few minutes. Uh, And that was famous David. Um, Yeah. How about you? What's going on at your end? Other than the ring? I
1: was just uh, saying how much I enjoyed uh, talking with David Mm. and how he had uh, formed the groups and his memes. And I think it's going to be an interesting conversation that people will uh, enjoy hearing. And I think they'll learn a few things.
0: Yes, I think they will too. So without further ado, uh, please enjoy our interview with David. <clears throat> Hi, David. Welcome to the podcast. Um, thank you for joining us today. How are thank you?
2: Thank you for having me. I'm good. Just recovering from a big old migraine, but I'm good now.
0: Oh, dear. Glad you're feeling better, David. (sighs) Joy, Joy, did you take lots of medications or just kind of...
2: Yeah, and then I just slept through it when it didn't really work, so... Good day, good day.
0: Hopefully we'll make you feel better with our nice little chat about Princess. Um, I've discovered a thing while I was doing some research this morning. I believe you are the first person to refer to them as Princess Goze. Really? Yes. I was looking through your old memes that we'll get to later. And I found a meme that you wrote. Let me just go into my photographs. I took a screenshot of it.
2: Oh, you really Um, dug up the dirt on me. huh?
0: Yeah. (laughs) Proper dirt. No. Um, (laughs) You wrote a meme on the 26th of April 2020. And you called them princess girls in that meme. So I'm pretty sure from my recollection that's the first time i saw anybody ever refer to them as as that i mean they might have been referring to them themselves in the background as that all the time but
2: so you're saying the, the band shortening their name that's like my fault great <laughs> <laughs>
0: i
1: i wouldn't say fault you are the inspiration
0: okay. you're the meaning in my life <laughs> you're the inspiration yes yeah,
2: uh, that's just a nice, a nice way of saying you know all the blame go, like falls on me
0: <laughs> oh I, i'm pretty sure between us that we can uh, we can take the blame for quite a few things <laughs> <laughs> but anyway famous david um how are you you are known as famous david in certain circles i've also done the research and figured out why that is and who coined
2: that name I think it was uh, Dylan Greenberg um, who started calling me that. Correct. Yeah,
0: <laughs> it was. Um, you had downloaded something. You might be able to give us a bit of history on this because I didn't know what it meant. But you had you had posted something that said, "I bought it this morning. I bought it this morning and blasted it into my ear holes all day." And Dylan replied back, "Thank you, famous David."
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I don't even—I don't even remember when it was. She just started calling me that one day, and I was just like, "Okay." It was cool. on the first, the first of October, twenty twenty-one. Huh. <laughs> I
0: guess. So. so she is the person responsible for calling you, Famous David. Uh, so we, from then on, have called you Famous David. Um, so, hi, Famous David. Welcome to the podcast. Um, mm-hmm. Let's talk about you. no nothing
2: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) my mind just went blank no
0: thoughts happening in my head no we've got a list we've got a list of questions i think deborah can start off
1: well the first thing is when did you first hear about the band because i think you were one of the first people who were aware of their existence
2: yes uh this is like back in early 2018 like Mm -hmm. i want to say sometime around like april or something april of 2018 uh i first heard about the band because i had like um obviously we all know that michael c hall doesn't really do social media in any real way mm-hmm. um and i've been a fan of his work since i was like 13 years old or something so um i sort of found out through uh like setting up alerts and things or like following tags on social media to see like New projects he was, in. otherwise I would have no idea what's happening. Um, and I think one day I, I came across a post made by one of the, the guys. I don't remember if it was Peter or Matt. Um, I, I'm tempted to say it was Peter, but I'm not entirely sure. But either way, this was like I said, early 2018. I saw this post, and it mentioned like this new band that you know uh, that Mike was in and. You know these two other guys who I hadn't really heard of yet by name, um, and I just figured, like, let's let's give it a try. They hadn't released any music yet, but I thought it would be cool to just like follow along and you know, just be part of that initial process. And even even if I ended up not liking the music, I just I just thought it would be cool. So yeah, it was ever since then that I've been following the band. Yeah, this was even before they ever performed for the first time because they first performed in september of 2018 and i knew about them since more of the beginning of the year
1: yeah yeah they um so you were definitely one of the very (laughs) very first people in the world to know about this Mm.
0: you were a fan
2: before they even had music (laughs) (laughs) i mean Yeah. yeah i just figured you know i i actually in the very beginning like i didn't even think that i was gonna like the band. I Mm -hmm. just thought, you know, this is going to be just some random stuff. I'm probably not going to be into it, but, you know, may as well see what it's all about. And I'm glad I stuck around, you know? Yeah. Oh, we're glad you stuck around
0: as well, because we have, over the years, formed a a good friendship with you. And I don't even remember how that started. Do you? Do do either of you remember how any of us actually became friends? Or when that was? I, my, my recollection
1: is that, um, I met David in a Facebook group mm-hmm. and he, uh, told me about the band at that point. And he said, you should go see them cause you're in New York and they're in New York and they're going to be playing. And I said, I haven't seen or heard anything about him. He said, well, you have to join Instagram. And being 127
0: years old, I said, what, (laughs) what's that? You look, you look amazing for 127.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, so David taught me what Instagram was, took me under his wing, helped me set everything up. And uh, I found that David had quite a presence on Instagram. And I think that's Mm. where, a lot of the rest of us met him was on the Instagram posts about uh, about the band.
0: Yes, I I think that might be correct for me as well because I think I think it may have been the Instagram account that you started, David, that was the Butterfly Museum, hmm. and I think I probably saw you for the first time through there, and you were interacting on the original princess goes instagram and we might have had interactions from there but do you remember starting that instagram account and how often you might have been mistaken for the real band
2: yeah i started uh my instagram account at the butterfly museum back in like the summer of 2019 and originally it was sort of something that i made just for myself because i was really like getting into the band and there wasn't really much that could be found about them at the time, like just out in the out in the wild. So Mm. um, it was just kind of my way to like document the early days of the band just just for me. And then eventually it sort of became me just like screwing around and like (laughs) having some fun with the band and things making memes.
0: Oh, the memes. I have done a deep dive this morning to remind myself of some of the favourite memes. And (laughs) I'm going to describe some of them for you. And then later on, on our social media, on our Instagram account, I think I'm going to post screenshots of some of the really fun ones from really early back in the day. Um, This will be my
2: legacy.
0: Yes. I can tell you, (laughs) one of my favourite ones is you took a screenshot of the guys in that that blanket that looks like a burrito and it's all three mm. of their heads at the top and you just wrote at the top of it band pick ruined by smiling drummer
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah that i took from uh it was um a screenshot of a headline from uh the hard times which is like a satirical it's sort of like the onion but for uh like music like certain yeah. scenes of music i mean i saw that headline i was just like Oh, I know who this is about. <laughs>
0: because <who's the> smi- <laughs> who is the smiling drummer? Who could it possibly be?
2: <laughs>
0: mm. And then there was another one, It's a screenshot from, oh, what's that show called? Uh, the Umbrella Academy. I don't know if any of our listeners watch that show, but there is mm. a famous meme of two of the characters driving past each other in a car and recognising each other. And in one of the screenshots, you had written the fandom trying to work out the lyrics for Columbus was a dick. (laughs) And the other character is driving past in the opposite direction, and it says, Kaleidoscope, who probably doesn't know them either. (laughs) 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 Kaleidoscope being Mike's stage name. Um, And one that I, oh, there's another from The Office um, of Dwight Schrute. Uh, With you saying, Princess Goals, our album is coming out soon. And then the commentary below is, me, I don't believe you. Continue. (laughs) (laughs) If anyone was around back then, um, there were very, very long periods of time between any releases. Uh, So David developed a real skill for memes that um, made fun of that.
2: I think that was even before their first EP was out like before they had officially released any studio recordings I because it had been like, I think one day I like checked their their Instagram bio and it happened to say like music out like EP out soon or something like that and Mm -hmm. it was two whole years before they actually released anything so after a right. while you know, <laughs> yeah it's like what do you mean by soon yep
0: yeah. i remember having a conversation with mike in the april of 2019 and he said the album was the album was dropping not the ep an album was dropping in october of 2019 and the album didn't come out until like a year after that it came out half
1: after that <laughs> it came it came out uh
0: during the pandemic so it came out
1: in uh, after everything shut down so what was it march or april of
0: 2020 when it finally that, came out that was the ep yeah
2: yeah the and EP then came the out album April, uh, like okay.
0: october or december or something like that the following year <laughs> yeah so, anyway yeah um and i do believe you created another meme that um matt once said was the funniest thing he had ever seen and it's a crowd shot of three people who you've named matt michael and pete uh beating the crap out of a person huddled on the floor and that person is titled me waiting patiently for their full length album um (laughs) so that's a couple of the um the joyous ones there's many more um, but i won't i won't harp on about them but yeah you had a wonderful time creating memes and i think that really endeared you to the band and to us (laughs) it certainly was a conversation piece
2: you know i was just thinking you know this is unrelated to what we're talking about right now but more to what we were talking about earlier i this is just like a little tidbit that i completely forgot about up until this moment but does anybody else remember uh the instagram account that the band had before the one that they currently have they had another they had another account. It was like, they, they tried to fit the full name in there. It was like Princess Goes to the Butterfly Museum, except like most of the vowels had been removed and the two was replaced with the number two. we yes. had maybe like four posts and like yep. 11 followers.
0: Yeah, I was one of those 11 followers. <laughs> and it yeah. was, um, it had about four posts and all of those posts were just videos of them making weird sounds at, at a mixing desk, which I'm assuming was at the clubhouse
2: yeah there were like a couple of videos and then like some other like really blurry photos of the guys in the, in the studio <laughs> yeah
0: i remember that and then they went then they turned it private for a while and when i asked i think i asked mike and he said i said why has it gone private where it's gone dormant and he said oh we're going to get somebody to professionally run it for us and then that never happened and then they <laughs> removed everything changed the name and started running it properly themselves and yeah, it's been the same account ever since. But I do remember that first one. That was that was good fun. It was always a real mystery, and I've never really gone back and looked at. I think I saved some of that stuff, but I've never really gone back and looked at if any of those pieces of mute. Oh, there's a train again.
2: I don't hear a train. <laughs>
0: uh, I've never looked at if any of those pieces of music actually turned into any of the songs that we know today. That would be interesting. Yeah, I don't, I don't even oh, remember. I. I I
1: didn't know Instagram existed at that point, so I missed all that, but I would Mm. love to see that stuff.
0: Yeah, we'll have to do a little bit bit of research and see what we can come up with on that. Um, But did you have any favorite memes or anything that, that kind of stuck out to you when you were doing all of that back then on Instagram? Or I remember you posting one that was in the stories and it stuck with me. I didn't find it when I went back, but it was one of you asking the band to beat you to death with a microphone stand. And I can't mm. remember why.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. It sounds like something I would say. I just don't remember <laughs> when that was or what the context was. Yeah. But
0: back then, you were um, you were too young to be able to go to any of the gigs. So a lot of those memes actually revolved around you not being allowed to go in and them mocking you back because you weren't old enough. Uh, and there was yeah. a whole thing about... Um, how they would continue to book venues that were for twenty one and over and you weren't twenty-one yet.
2: Yeah, I think that sort of came from I think part of that was um because when I first found the band, that's this was in 2018. I was 17 at the time. Mm. Um when yeah. they started playing, uh I mean, as many people know, I'm I was born and raised in Minnesota, lived there, you know, up until like I finished college, you know, very proud of it. But yeah, yeah it, it was Really difficult for me to make it out, obviously, to New York to to just mm-hmm. see a show. Um, but yeah, by the time when I turned eighteen and the guys had started playing shows, their very early shows were, I think, either all ages or like sixteen plus, eighteen plus, what have you. Yeah. Um. But then, as they started moving to different venues and you know having preferred venues, then everything mm-hmm. started being twenty one and up. Once I started having like the the disposable income to be able to, to fly out, to just hang out and like see a show. Yeah. Uh, suddenly the, you know, I couldn't.
0: Yeah, the restriction. I remember somebody who will remain nameless um, suggested that you get a fake ID, mm-hmm. uh, but that um, didn't matter because you eventually were able to come to the shows. And oh, I, I remember all of us being in a venue in New York, while you were making a journey across the US to come to your first ever show. And it was dramatic to say the least. It talk was us- extremely
1: dramatic. When you talk about how it was difficult for you to come out to New York, this was the height of difficulty.
0: <laughs> yes, please talk us yeah. through your first journey to, to New York to come and see Princess.
2: So at the time I was in school, so I was living in, uh, Winona Minnesota which is a nice little college town in southeastern Minnesota and they have uh, an Amtrak station there um, mm-hmm. and I remember at the time flight prices were this was like I think the show was in August August 31st 2019 mm-hmm. um, and I had kind of done the research to to see if I could fly out and at the time the transportation you know I didn't have my license. Don't have my license. So I would have to take a shuttle up to the airport and then pay for the flights and stuff like that. Mm. Ultimately, the the cost of it came out to be more than if I just got a ticket for you know the Amtrak rode the train to New York. So mm. that's what I decided to do, and I planned it so that I would get there, you know, maybe a couple hours before the show. But ultimately, I thought I would have enough time to to settle down and just you know get there. Yeah, and then I was gonna kind of immediately come on my way back. So the morning that I left, though, the train—the first train—I think was about six hours late. <laughs> <laughs> Literally is that, six hours late. I is that remember. Cons- just-
0: is that six hours? Is that considered late, or is that just a <laughs> cancellation and a
2: new train? <laughs> it was. It was six hours late. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like. Uh, yeah, it was it was crazy so i was just sitting there for hours because it kept saying like oh it's you know coming later it's delayed what have you but it's still coming it wasn't canceled Mm. So i'm just like i'm not wasting my money and there's nothing i can really do so i got on that train and as i kept going it got further delayed to where like they started announcing on the things where it's like if you have a connecting train like Mm. probably not gonna make it in time for that so i just remember panicking um, and I started sending, like, uh, complaints into to whatever, like, support chat they had. Not a mm-hmm. chat, but, like, sending in so it's, like, they can email me back or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I'm so glad I did that, like, that I <laughs> just, like, panicked and immediately started sending them stuff because um, I had a connecting train in Chicago that uh, later in the day, because I think, ultimately, the journey to get there was, like, a day and a half long, yeah. like, over a day. Uh, so I got in Chicago in, uh, to Chicago later, like, that, that night, and um, by the time I got there, everybody who had connecting, like, trains and hadn't, like, put a ticket in or anything, there was a line that went down, like, from the, like, the booth. Oh. Okay. And I, I just, like, went on it because I hadn't heard anything back. And while I was standing on that line, I was kind of, like, freaking out to where it's, like, I, I was, like, visibly, like, yes freaking out because i didn't know what i was gonna do like if i didn't make the show and also i would have to be like staying in a place i wasn't very familiar with like mm. overnight uh and there was a, a woman behind me who was just like oh it's gonna feel okay i get it figured out like that's how freaked out i was like visibly yeah uh, but as i was standing there i got an email from amtrak saying that they had scheduled me for a train that was like later that night um, oh wow like a couple hours after like you know I had gotten there, so yeah. If I if I hadn't sent that ticket in, I would have been mm-hmm. waiting. And I might not have gotten. You know, I, I might have just gotten like a hotel in Chicago and then reimbursed to go back. Like yeah, and that was it. I wouldn't have made the show. Wow. Uh, so yeah, I got on that second train. I was just like, I was so shaken. But yeah, it was from there, and then like, yeah. But I was basically live updating it uh, to like the friends that I knew who were who were going, and I was like posting it yeah. on Instagram because I also don't think, not a lot of people in my actual life, like that I knew in person, like living in Minnesota, kind of knew that I was going on this trip. So I figured I'm just like, just to, just to be safe, like I, I'm updating people just to let them mm. you know, like if anything happens.
1: Yeah, I wasn't doing <laughs> Now, meanwhile, on the other side here, there were a bunch of us who were frantically watching your Instagram account. And yeah. the show is at a place called LPR in uh manhattan and we started gathering there towards uh you know late afternoon to uh before the show and we were like greeting each other with have you heard from david where's david now what's going on David?" <laughs> yeah
0: that was the whole <laughs> afternoon was where is david has he made it to here yet and we were all i think by the time you were stuck in chicago and you were obviously visibly upset and you were really freaking out by that point. And then we were all like, okay, how, how do we get him here from Chicago? So then we were all trying to figure out how to do that. And then you had been, you'd managed, then you sent a message to say that you'd managed to get on another train. So then the doors open for the show. We all go in, David's still nowhere to be found. And then take us take us from when you landed in New York. <laughs>
2: yeah I remember uh I think by the time I was like rolling up to uh Penn station like I started seeing like the buildings get taller I'm just like okay i'm I'm getting there we're we're almost there um and i like I got there around the time that the show was supposed to start and there were uh I think two supporting acts that came before Princess and then mm-hmm. they were all opening up for um headlining band which was pink clouds yeah uh so yeah i got in like literally as the show was starting i got off the train like got out of the station um and i just like i I took the train and then i just remember sprinting from you know the nearest train stop to where actually i don't even remember if i if i took the train because i know then um like mind you this was like the first time i i was 18 years old this was the first time i'd ever traveled by myself mm. so like that was my initial like solo traveling trip that i'd ever had Yeah, um, it was just insane and i i honestly don't remember what i did i, I know that i uh wasn't really sure where i was and at one point I just started sprinting. Like I wasn't gonna like wait around to see like what I could do, like whether I could take a bus mm-hmm. or anything. I just started sprinting to the venue. And I got there as um, I think like during the last song that the first supporting act was playing. The It was
1: the, the support for opening acts had done. Princess was taking yeah. the stage. They were just taking the stage. Mm-hmm. So those of us who were there, who were standing there looking and where the band is taking the stage and none of us are looking at the stage. We're all looking at the door. <laughs> Waiting yes. I, yeah. For David to walk in. And you walked in and somebody yelled, David's here and it went down the line. David's here, David's here, David's here, David's here. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody was like, Okay. And we had saved you a spot right at the front yeah. of the stage. Pulled you in and then we all could watch the show but i don't know if any of us would have been watching the show if you hadn't been there i think we would have been staring <laughs> at the door waiting yeah. to see
0: where you were yeah and then afterwards we'll get to your experience of what the actual show was in a second uh, but afterwards i remember you hung around for maybe 10 15 minutes robin gave you some pins and things that she had made. And then you just walked off into the night and disappeared <laughs> in Manhattan and then went back to Winona. <laughs> Never see it. Uh, so like it was a like mirage. Were, it was like, yes, exactly that. You, you, you appeared in a cloud of smoke, watched the show and then just disappeared again. <laughs> in a cloud it, of it was, smoke again, it, which I'll have to yeah. talk
1: to you about, young man. Yeah. <laughs>
0: but yeah what was your experience of that first show considering how long you had waited to see them live what was that like
2: it was really surreal and just the fact that like when you know the band was setting up I remember being uh like right there up front and uh I remember like Peter walking around like trying to do stuff and like he brushed past me and it's like I I didn't want to interrupt him like say hi because like he also had no clue who i was really like mm. i mean he, he knew of my account but i just I just felt weird being like hi i follow you online like yeah you ain't you know, famous also, yet yeah you i'm also like i mean i don't know if anybody could glean this by looking at like the stuff i post online because i feel like online i can sometimes be like a little unhinged but in real life i feel like I'm so awkward I don't know what to do with myself that's why like during that first show when I didn't I wasn't really as familiar with everybody mm. as I am now like I just sort of disappeared because <laughs> I don't know what to do with myself I don't know how to say goodbye or like exit gracefully so I'm just like <laughs> I'm gonna leave when nobody's looking and hope for the best. That
0: That's what's called a French exit isn't it or something like <laughs> that. <laughs>
2: But you yeah, know, there's well, a thing called the, the Minnesota goodbye, which is like the exact opposite of that. And I don't know how people do it. It's when, like, you know, you're about to say goodbye and then you just kind of linger there for hours. Like, you know, if it's in the wintertime, you have all your gear on and then you just end up getting into a conversation. I don't know how people do that. I, I, I can't do I, that.
0: I, I do that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I need to be thrown out of a room. <laughs> <laughs> I... I, I have no regrets. I have a lot to say. That's why I have a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, how was your the the opening music? I think it probably was uh, offering at that time. But what was it like? Was the music start. Oh, no, in the early
2: days, it was don't. They played don't to start up. Oh their yeah, shows, they did. Right?
0: They did. They they well sometimes they did don't and sometimes they did offering. I have no idea what they did at that particular show.
2: Yeah, and I think after um, after a certain point, it kind of like fully switched to uh, offering, which I think at the time it was called "You're Welcome."
0: Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. But I don't. I don't remember like exactly like the specifics anymore. Um, and also, whenever I go to shows personally, I, I I like to take a couple videos here and there, but um, yeah, I I can't really do it where I'm just like listening and you know I have like recording so I and I also have a terrible memory I have a memory like a sieve so I don't (laughs) I don't actually remember a lot from the actual shows other than like Mm. just being in the moment and like just being real happy about it you know just feeling surrounded by people who are it's just like we're all here to just enjoy it and just be friends be a community you know yeah absolutely
0: absolutely um have you got any questions that you want to ask, Eva? I've got still a load more here, but well, you might have I, some.
1: I actually wanted to ask uh, about the Facebook fan group because mm-hmm. that is, uh, you were the first one. In fact, you might be the only one who has a Facebook uh, fan group that had started that early. I, I think there might be a couple have popped up here and there mm-hmm. since then, but I think you're really the main... A uh, group that most people interact in.
0: Yeah, I remember when you started it. There were ten of us, ten <laughs> people, and yep. you talk amongst yourself because I'm going to go and find out how many there are there there are now. How many members?
2: I think it's last I checked, it's around four thousand. If not, forty one hundred. Wow. Yeah, um, yeah, because it shows me like the statistics and stuff. But yeah, I started the group in like officially in March of 2020. This was like right after the pandemic shut everything down. I think mm-hmm. before then for like a few months, I'd, I'd kind of been toying with the idea of starting a group, but I didn't really feel like, you know, there were enough people or at least like circumstances that would like justify it. Cause at the time, you know, we were all just kind of talking amongst ourselves and there were shows that were happening that we can go to and interact at. But I think once the once the pandemic really hit, it was more just like, okay what do we do now you know like yeah there was no centralized area that there would be if there were shows where we can just all congregate at and you know talk about the band so hmm. i felt at that point it was it was kind of something that you know at least i needed you know personally so yeah
0: I, uh, yeah
2: all selfish reasons i'm just like i want this for me <laughs> You guys, and we have benefited to
0: no end uh, from that that moment of selfishness whatever um yeah it it seems to have become the premier place for all of the fans to kind of go and hang out i think there's lots of groups of friends who have found each other through that uh through that site and they all now arranged to meet each other at different live shows and traveled around together and i think it's generated a lot of friendships so well done david yes yeah <laughs> i i also think that um there are a lot of um people who are associated with the band who are members there they might not speak uh very often but they are around and i think that the people who are in there have gone through different phases of of where they come from there was a long time where it was a lot of people who'd come from the Dexter fandom, but it seems to have evened out to a lot of people who are really just there for the music and the friendships that they've they've developed now. Um, and I think that it, it's just become just a real hub for everybody. And I, I'm surprised by how respectful everybody is. That's what I was driving at, sorry. I, I talked myself around in a circle there um, and lost what I was going to say, but I found it again, uh, which was um, that I've been in a lot of big Facebook groups and they kind of devolve after a while into people just bickering and and arguments and all kinds of silliness, that kind of thing. But that hasn't happened in this particular Facebook
2: group. How on earth have you managed that? Uh, I don't know. I just do my best to like... I. I never try to approach people, like, I approach people in that group in the way that I would approach people in real life, which I think, I I think online a lot of people kind of lose that that sense of, like, social etiquette, but it's like, yeah, I, I just sort of, like, I figure, like, the band overall is just something that the guys started and are a part of because it's, like, it's something that they love, it's something they have passion for, they do it out of just, like, a sense of goodness I don't know how else to to phrase it but it's it's yeah something that's ultimately like good and, and just kind and they sort of embody that that just energy yeah So it's like I kind of try to do my best to bring that to the group to just be like you know we are all here for the same exact reason like you know mm. treat each other that way
0: yeah absolutely I think you you really are doing a good job of it and I, I think there's a level of respect that people show each other there that i don't see very often online um so well done i i, I think Thank you've you. i think you've you've mastered something i don't know how on earth you've done it but well done yeah and it, it really has
1: uh, has generated a lot of friendships mm. and people who some of us who have never met have yeah. uh ended up you know that we we chat quite often and many of us have now gone out of the way to meet one another whether it be at a show or some other event that um because of the conversations we've had on that group so you have definitely uh caused a lot of relationships to begin (laughs) Good. in in a good way in a good way yeah i mean that was really part of the goal because like
2: especially oh i don't know if you hear that I'm gonna wait for the doors but yeah i uh shoot what was i saying you fostered a
0: lot of relationships oh, yeah. in a good way yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah yeah i think especially during like really early days of the pandemic it's just like i think everybody just felt really isolated and alone and like yeah. personally i've always kind of struggled with like you know being social building friendships and stuff and like uh like, being part of the, like, the fan group for the band was kind of really the, the first time where it's, like, I've built friendships where it's, like, you know, that, that I've, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's just, like, I, I've never really had friendships like that in my life, and like, in that way, or, or a lot of them, I should say. And it's like just being part of like the fandom for the band. It's just like you meet so many people who are just like freaking saints, and like you know, they're just like really yeah. amazing people to just be around. And you know, the fact that we we have like a a, a starting point, like a a building off point that we can start yeah. from in the band, like it just it just it makes it you know a lot easier to to go about that. So I think you know starting the the group. I mean, I've also like built a lot of friendships out of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm really happy that other people have that experience too. Cause I'm also approached at shows by people that I've, you know, yeah. either never seen before or have like only seen like as, you know, a name in like comment sections of, on Facebook. And they're just like, oh, are you, are you David? Do you, do you run the Facebook group? Oh, yeah. So nice to meet you. Like, I see you all the time. Like, and I'm just like, you know, I, and also, like I said, I'm very awkward in person. So it's like, if you've ever like approached me, if I come off as like weird, I'm so sorry. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, I get so happy when like people approach me and they, they tell me that like, you know, me starting the group has like done something in their in their life, has like helped them out with this and that, or like helped yeah. them to be connected to like with the band and with other people. Like that makes me just really happy that like I can do that for people. So yeah, right. if I if I'm angry, I'm sorry. That's not what my intention. No, but I th- I think you've touched a lot of
1: a lot of lives in a good way, which is why you are indeed famous, David. <laughs> so,
0: exactly. Which,
1: which even even Matt uh, refers to you as famous, David. <laughs>
0: the yes. So, oh,
1: I to think. Go on. I'm sorry. I was just going to say. I just wanted to to go back to the memes for a minute. Because the one of the consistent memes that was on for years was the fact that the band would not release a song called Glasswing, which no. finally came out on this, <laughs> this, this latest album. But it was a song that they had played in 2019, and I think the last time they ever played it was probably august to september 2019 and then they just stopped playing it entirely and david just kept having meme after meme after meme (laughs) picking for that one particular song
0: yeah (laughs) i remember um matt it may have been matt it may have been mike one of them told me it was going to be on the new album but that i wasn't allowed to tell david Uh, it became a running joke that they were never, ever, ever going to release Glasswing specifically because David wanted, because he <laughs> wanted it. <laughs> oh, yeah.
2: I, I, even the, the, the harassment went real life for a while, because after a while, like, once shows uh, started back up after uh, the pandemic, hmm. um, and, like, e- even shows that weren't princess, like, I uh, saw Matt perform, I don't even remember, like, where it was but whenever i would see the guys after a while i would just be like so when are you guys releasing glass wing i even went to the the dexter new blood premiere and <laughs> you know when i saw when i saw mike there i'm just like hey you guys releasing glass wing when's your glass gonna be coming out he's like on the next album i'm just like that's not good enough <laughs>
0: <laughs> well we've just we kind of decided that glasswing was special enough amongst Us fans, uh, we've been waiting for it long enough that we think it deserves an episode all of its own. So we're going to do a proper episode focusing on Glasswing and what it means to everybody. So we wanted to ask you if you wanted to join us and be the guest host on that particular episode whenever we record it, because I think you've earned the right to be a part of that episode.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Please do, please do. Yeah, I mean, sure. Yes. Yeah. I remember in the early days because I'm uh, I'm a teensy bit hard of hearing, so it's like uh, before all of like the the actual studio recordings of stuff come out, I don't I don't know what the heck anybody's saying. Like I don't know the lyrics to anything. Honestly, Carrie, like you're the lyrics that you've put out over time, like (laughs) your transcriptions of the lyrics have been so helpful because otherwise I wouldn't know what's going on. I'm just like, this sounds fun. I'm having a great (laughs) time, but I don't know what what he's saying.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's just my very, very anal personality where I have to know what the lyrics are to everything. So you're welcome, carry on. So for anybody
1: who doesn't know, Carrie has posted the lyrics on david's facebook page on david's yes. uh facebook group that he created so if you need to know what any of the lyrics are go for to any the, of the princess goes fans facebook group join that and then look in albums and there is something there that's listed as lyrics and it has the lyrics for all known songs including unreleased songs
0: Yes, I wouldn't take all of the lyrics that I've written for Fruitmeat as verbatim, because I'm pretty sure they are slightly ropey, um, and I've asked the guys numerous times to clarify certain bits of them, and I think they no longer know, um, <laughs> so I, was actually I, I challenge them, them to send me the actual lyrics to Fruitmeat so that I can put them on um, uh, on that album, but carry on.
2: No, I was just about to bring up fruit meat too, because now that Glass yeah. Wing is out, it's sort of like, you know, what do I do now? What am I gonna, you know? There's another train. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Oh, that one's going hard. We uh, forgot to <laughs> mention
1: that David now permanently lives in the Amtrak station. Yes. Yep. <laughs> so, 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 so there won't be any more delays.
2: <laughs> yep. Little do we know. Uh, <laughs> But, but yeah, yeah so, I, so now, is, fruit, the,
0: is fruit meat going to be the one the, i feel like it
2: has to be because now the guys haven't performed it for years it's been mm, what like it's gonna be four years now since they played that at least four years at least I four only, years i only
0: i only ever saw them perform it once and that was in july 2019
2: yeah i don't even remember if they played it at the first show that i was at because mm. After that point, I think,
0: I, I don't even my own time
2: ones no, anymore. No, I don't, I, I don't a remember. Support,
1: and they were a supporting act at that one. So they had a, uh, oh, great, my, hold on. My computer wants to do an update. Let me try and make it stop. <laughs> <laughs> um, my, uh, the uh, LPR show, They because they were a support act, it was an abbreviated act, so they didn't mm. do, as many songs as they normally do so i don't remember if they had gotten fruit meat in there either
0: i i'd have to look back at my videos
2: yeah Um, i don't think i've ever seen it played live
0: no i have but i and i remember the shock of going mike is rapping what is happening i i have no idea what's happening but it actually became one of those songs that i just absolutely love um I think we could do probably an episode later, further down the line, to find out what everybody's favourite unreleased songs are. That would be,
2: that would be fun. Um, to see. I really like Epic Pedro. I don't know where that one went.
0: Epic Pedro. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. Well, we could name, we could name a few of their unreleased that are just fantastic. Hopefully they'll, they'll come back into rotation at some point.
2: And Pedro is kind of epic of course that's so you know that's why you know that's well why it's like top three unreleased songs at least for me i don't know about everybody else yes yeah. yes
1: land, land of make pretend is mine which yes. fortunately they have been playing if you're lucky enough to get mm. into the vip experience they have been doing an acoustic version of that yeah. during the vip experience Uh i don't know if that's what they're going to choose to continue with uh in the upcoming Mm. Uh, shows, but I was thrilled to uh, hear that again uh, in the Brooklyn show in September of 2023.
0: Yeah. And there's like three versions, three or four versions of that song that exist with different music. And I've got at least three versions on video where they performed it. So I think that they should release a small mini EP that's just that song in all of the different versions you know like the remixes except they're all their own remixes rather than having different producers come in
1: i would love that i would love that because i've heard it do it done with uh completely acoustically with just two guitars yeah i've had it done with um electronics Mm -hmm. had it done with an electric guitar that was Mm -hmm. an lpr um and they they've done the vip they've been doing it with one guitar and Peter on on the thighs, thighs. <laughs> Peter, Peter playing them on drum that's, on his thighs.
0: Yeah, that's an official, um, musical instrument. Now the thigh,
2: <laughs> specifically Peter's thigh,
0: specifically Peter's <laughs> thighs. You can hire him to bring his thighs and you just play them. <laughs> how do, how do we hire, sorry. How do we hire him for that? And how much do we think it will cost? I'm just asking for a friend. That's
2: probably big yeah. money.
0: <laughs> mm. It should be. It should be big money. Anyway, I think we've kind of covered everything that we, we can cover. We could talk all night, I'm sure. Um, but, yeah, we I think we've covered everything David, famous David, um, and everything Princess that famous David has done for us uh, in his illustrious Princess career uh so i think we should thank you for joining us today yes, david thank and you so much for
1: coming on david i really appreciate it
0: we will figure out when we're gonna do a glasswing episode and we will um we'll get that in the schedule and uh and have you back for the day with us Woo-hoo. we're gonna put you to work <laughs> <laughs> right say bye everybody um and we will um i'll end this now so that people can go back to their lives and all uh, right. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll come back uh, with another episode very, very soon. Um, but yeah, let's say bye to David. David, thank you very much for joining us. It's been wonderful. Thank bye, you David. Time. Thank bye. you. Bye, David. And we're back in the room. How was that for you, Deborah? I really enjoyed talking to him.
1: That was great. And the story about... The, uh, his first trip across the country to come and see the very first show he was present at live yes. was uh, brought back a lot of memories and it was yeah. it was pretty funny so I hope people enjoyed that
0: yeah I'm really glad he got the chance to tell that story because I remember being in that club and watching it unfold as he crept closer and closer to new york and i remember that moment when he was in chicago when he said that he broke down publicly and he'd sent us a photograph of himself freaking out in the train station in chicago and just not knowing what to do and we were all like oh no what do we do <laughs> yeah and,
1: and it was that that actually because i was in that club as well that was the first night that you and i actually met face to face we'd actually been at shows together before that and spoken online but never put it together that who we were and that was the night you and i first met
0: yes and probably in some ways the thing that had happened with david was probably some of that bonding because i know in our episode the previous episode to this we talked about how we had met we actually um covered the part where we were introduced to each other uh but some of that conversation that night was have you heard from david this is did you see him before the show did you see him after the show blah blah you know uh, it was one of those bonding experiences for all of us i think
1: yes so david david brought us together in many ways
0: he very much did and as we all know the the facebook group is like the the main hub for people to hang out so he has done more for the um the princess fandom i think than any of us have really i mean we've we've posted videos and and things like that shared the the live gigs but david has been very very instrumental in bringing fans together and creating friendship groups all over the world so i'm really gone
1: and and one of the things that's pretty amazing about those friendship groups is the way it spans these people are from different countries Mm. the ages run from teenagers to people well into their 70s yeah Yeah. and they're um all different all different backgrounds but somehow in this group we're all just the same we we and uh it's it's wonderful how everybody interacts
0: yeah it really really is and i i think you're absolutely right but um, yeah, I think I'm so glad that we interviewed him. Um, we've got many, many more interviews coming up uh, with lots of people across the, the fandom and behind the scenes. Um, but thank you for sticking around for our first proper interview where we actually asked somebody else questions. I think it went okay. What? How do you think it went?
1: <laughs> I, I think it went pretty well. We'll, we'll wait and see what uh, the listeners think. So drop us a line and let us know what you thought.
0: Yes, and look forward to our future episode that we do with David about Glasswing. Um, we're going to ask people, I will post something on our Instagram and share it to Facebook to ask people to send us in your thoughts about the song Glasswing so we can include those recordings in the podcast about that episode. On that episode whatever um so look out for the post uh, when we ask you to send that and um we will look forward to hearing from you all thank you very much for listening again and we will speak to you next time Bye-bye. bye 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 been listening to come and talk to me a podcast written and produced by myself peabody freak and vicky mom we'd like to thank pg bricks for the use of her wonderful image on the front cover of our podcast and acast for hosting us on their platform